Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, from the Star Rental Sports Desk, your 93.3 KJRFM Sports Headlines. All right, boys and girls, here we go. Headlines on a rainy, windy, shopping wet Friday afternoon right here on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Brought to you by our friends at Buddy's Goodies and Glass. It's always 420 at Buddy's, baby! Who was on crack? All right, speaking of the crack, the Kraken. 3 nothing win at Boston. First home loss for the Bruins all year. The boys have now lost seven in a row, or won seven in a row. Wow. Uh, 25-12-4 at Chicago tomorrow. 4.30 pregame, 5 o'clock faceoff right here on 93.3 KJRFM. Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams fractured his back last Sunday. He will miss the rest of the season unless the Chargers make it to the Super Bowl. Then he may be able to return. Oh, man, that coaching staff down there. Speaking of coaches, Sean McVay announcing he will come back as the Rams head coach in 2023. Why? There's no good broadcasting jobs open for 2023. (laughs) Uh, AP All-Pro team announced zero Seahawks on the first or second team. Bobby Wagner, though, congrats to B-Wags, did make it for the ninth year in a row. He is second team All-Pro in L.A. Eagles getting healthier during their bye week. Quarterback Jalen Hurts threw today. Wide receiver A.J. Brown and right tackle Lane Johnson both practiced. And Seattle? Avoiding arbitration with three players today. Ty France, Tom Murphy, and Polly Seawald all getting deals with the M's for next season. And Juan Soto avoids arbitration. $23 million with the San Diego Padres for 2023. All right, a little fun with audio. Let's, do it. Let's get to it. It's now time for Softy and Dick's Fun with Audio. Jimmy G, porn star Jimmy, Mr. Garoppolo. Now, let's have some fun with audio. All right, James Lofton, by the way, will join us coming up 4.30 on the radio show. We'll get James's thoughts on the Hawks and Niners. He's calling the game for Westwood One tomorrow at Levi Stadium. There might be more people in the broadcast booth, by the way, than sitting in the stands tomorrow. Uh, if the weather looks like it's going to be as bad as they say, tickets are 64 bucks to get in the door right now at VenueKings.com. But we start with a little college football. Georgia hammering TCU on Monday night, 65-7. to It's no wonder Georgia was as fired up as they were after this hopefully edited version yeah, let's hope. of a pregame speech from Georgia head coach Kirby Smart. Roll it. Trust your preparation. Your ass is prepared for this for 365 days. I think about the in that locker room. Think about getting our opportunity. All the you went through this week to get ready for this game. Now is when you pay the price. You go out there with energy, enthusiasm. Hey, guys, ain't nobody in this room should be cautious. Ain't nobody in this room should be nervous about shit. Go out of here and their ass up. Don't think about scoreboard. Don't think about shit. You think about knocking the did you hear what Box said on Monday? When I sat in that meeting, I wanted to go play right then. Tore your shit up out here. Two years ago, your shit up. Goddamn pride and joy. Tell me you these guys up. You're going to play the right way. You play the right way. You knock their ass off. You stay off the ground. You tackle the man with the ball. It's easy. Look at the right Punish their ass on offense and kick their ass on special teams, guys. It's about who the we are. I believe in you. Let's go. Hey, 
I love it. I love it. That is awesome. Remember at the end of Pacino's speech in any given Sunday mm-hmm. when he says, now, what are you going to do? Ah! And they all lost their freaking minds, man. How much would you have given to be in that Georgia locker room for that pregame speech? And there were some folks on Twitter saying, hey, would you send your son to go play football for this man considering the language he – are you kidding me? Really? There's not one locker, not one football locker room in America. Maybe BYU that doesn't use language like I that. I bet BYU does. Okay. There is right. one there is one basketball locker room we know that does not use language like uh, that. Lorenzo Romar that would Pepperdine. Be Pepperdine. <laughs> Lorenzo Romar as, as long as he's kept his streak going, as of about five, six years ago, he had gone yeah. ten years without a swear word. Oh, so God. he's a decade and a half now. Can you imagine Lorenzo Romar's pregame speech compared to Kirby Smart's? Look, guys, I want you to go out there and just play really good basketball. Play crisp basketball. Five passes. No one player more important than the other. All right? Don't shoot the ball unless you're directly under the basket. Let's kick their butt. That's just, <laughs> but, hey, I guess for him it's work. It but, worked. man, that was that got me fired up. Dude. Oh, yeah. I'd, go, I'd ready to go to play. That was awesome. All right, Dick, did you happen to hear that? Was that did you hear that? Hear what? During Inside the NBA this week with Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, Kenny Smith, Ernie Johnson, Chuck wanted to make sure everybody knew that he was not like every other TV personality out there. I'm being honest, Freddie. I don't want to be one of these assholes on television. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> oh, I mean jackasses. I meant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. What the heck is going on? I meant jackasses. I apologize. <laughs> these guys act like they know everything. Ernie, I got that's the first, Chuck. Uh, that's the first time I've ever cursed. I apologize. Really? No, it's yeah. A- it is. It is. I apologize. Chuck, I'll tell you what. I will pay your fine to the FCC. I do. I apologize. Uh. All right. I got I to gotta type in, can you say that on radio? Can well, you just said it on TNT and they haven't been fined. Right, but so. they're on cable TV. They can do whatever they want. You can say that on That's radio. cable TV. You can All say right. it on radio. Are we good? Did you, did you clear it with Clarence? Did you get a hold of the boss? I guess so. I'll play it again one more time then, because I want to hear it. I was laughing so damn hard. Here it again. <laughs> I'm being honest, Freddie. I don't want to be one of these assholes on television. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> oh, I mean jackasses. I meant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. What the heck is going on? I meant jackasses. I apologize. These guys act like they know everything. Ernie, I got that's the first, Chuck. That's, uh, that's the first time I've ever cursed. I'll put it. It's the first awesome. time I've ever cursed. Yeah, I love that. The last time I saw Charles Barkley. I think you were probably with me. It was at the Final Four at the Superdome when I was driving to the game or on the media bus or whatever, and I saw him jogging down the sidewalk. And he was wearing like a Walkman or whatever, you know, doing like his little pregame yeah. workout, or he was there for the Final Four. And I told, I wanted to tell the driver, can you stop so I can jump and go say hi to yeah, Charles no Barkley? God, that's The awesome. last time I saw him actually him. was in Vegas. Remember we oh. did the show from Vegas when we had the big you know, sales meeting Ooh. in Vegas for the Super Bowl? We I, did that for I, two I or three there. years. I you wasn't there. You there. No, I never got invited to that one. Wow. No, I was never and, a part of and that. And he was... <laughs> He was at the Mandalay Bay restaurant, right. and he was holding court. There was a it was a table of like twenty guys. I didn't yep. recognize any one of them except there was one guy talking, and you could hear him all the way outside the restaurant. It was Charles Barkley. I love it. Awesome. God is he? He, he is a treasure. He is a national hero yep. and a freaking treasure in this country. All right, Dick. Did you happen to hear that? What's that, Dave? What's that, Dick? All right, Chicago Bulls announcers. I don't know who they are, but they're the announcers for the Bulls. Uh, big ups to Anders, by the way, for filling in this week for uh, Jackson Phelps. Well done, my friend. Chicago Bulls announcers did not hold anything back 
when Grayson Allen, remember him? Oh, yeah. Was under review for shoving DeMar DeRozan, citing his history with these sort of incidents. Man. This is why people have a problem with Grayson Allen. Let me tell you something. Somebody needs to give him a two-piece. I guarantee he'll stop doing that. Somebody pop him upside his head a couple times. He'll stop doing that because he's getting away with this too much. Constantly. He does this all the time. And look at his teammates. They know what's going on. They know what's going on. He's got a history. What he did to Alex Caruso last year was, a dirty, was dirty, and it turned the bull. You can, apolo- you can it, apologize yeah. for it as often as you, you want. You can send and a card. I don't, I don't doubt yes. that, that there is some remorse in that guy for it. But Man, why do you none. keep doing things There's no remorse. over He's been and doing over it. and over? He's been doing it since Duke. <laughs> since Duke. He had He's four different it. incidents at Duke. Watch this. He's had multiple incidents in the NBA. See, look, boom. And he just add that is completely unnecessary. And he's trying to say he got pushed. He, I, I don't doubt that he got pushed. There's no, there, there's no reason to add that. Just because you got pushed doesn't give you carte blanche to do that. And that's right. why it's frustrating you, to watch a talented right, player like Grayson Allen keep getting involved in stupid, he, dumb, he, dirty moments. Let me tell you something. Until somebody, until one of these players, he runs across the He's going to keep player, doing it until he gets a forearm somebody, chip to his somebody, face. Somebody gives him a two-piece I, with, a, with a biscuit St- and fantasy. Stacey, you'll you know, stop doing it. You know that I rarely get upset about these things because I know it's a physical game. I didn't play it. I don't know what it's like in the heat of the moment. But when you have this happen eight or nine times between college and the NBA over the last seven years what more are people going to think of you all right so a lot of things first of all did you see the incident I did. okay i did i did not see it so i want you to describe it in a second okay. number two would the play-by-play guy for chicago shut the hell up so the guy doing the color can, can talk speak his mind he was obviously ticked off. right number two and then number three i look at grayson allen guys and every time i see his face i think of the same person every time joffrey from game of thrones and I just want to tell myself, will somebody kill that guy, please? <laughs> My God, is he a little you-know-punk-ass you-know-what. And he's right, going back to school and now in the NBA? Oh, yeah. Dude, he at did it some all the point, time at school. the play-by-play announcer, whoever he is, is exactly right. Someone's going to lose their mind one night and punch this guy. Seriously. I I, I didn't see this, though. What happened? Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was about a week ago that I that I saw it. And he, you know, he kind of flails, right? He always flails and tries to hit yeah, you. Like, right. oh! and then tries to crack you when he does it and or he tries to follow through and hits you on the way down like it's it's rarely ever something that is egregious he tries to make it sneaky but it's just it's brutal man and he's been doing it ever since he was unreal. in duke unreal well it's you know what it's one of the things that i think makes the nba great right now that we got villains all over the place and he's one of them all right oh, yeah. Dick, did you happen to hear that What's that, Dave? did you hear that hear what your boy Luca, Luca Doncic, by the way, is taking over the NBA. His latest display in the midst of a 60-point triple-double was capping off an unlikely comeback while his team was down two with only one more free throw left and less than 10 seconds on the clock. Nothing shocks me about this game. And that drew rim. Oh, 
That's a great call. How about the crowd? I know. <laughs> My God. Going nuts. Well, they just saw history. Nobody had ever done that before, ever. Wow. I'm looking at Luca. In the last eight games, he's averaging 40 points a game, 11 rebounds, and nine assists, and two steals. Isn't he right now the runaway yes. MVP in the NBA? Uh, he's the MVP. Eh, eh, yeah, he's the eh. MVP. Well, just... The fact that he's not the runaway, though, right. is amazing. Yes. I mean, he is killing it right now. That that crowd reaction, God, that is in Dallas. That is awesome. I Where mean, jeez. I mean, we have had some unbelievable performances this year in the NBA, both individual and then team-wide. I mean, Joel Embiid has been amazing. Jokic is Jokic is averaging a triple double. Right. And that's why right. I'm that's why I'm like hesitant when you say isn't he's the MVP. Well, Jokic is I mean he's won it two years in a row, but he's averaging a triple double right now. Jason oh. Tatum's averaging thirty one points a game and eight rebounds. Yep. Giannis yep. is averaging thirty one and twelve. I mean, there is just so much elite level talent right now at the NBA, in the NBA. And and you know, we'll all start paying attention to it once no the NFL no season and ends even, and it's gonna be really fun. Even more people will pay attention when a team comes back to town for sure. Uh all right, let's get a couple more. Let's save number five for the end. Dick did you? happen to hear that what did you hear that hear what buddy of the radio station friend of the station kevin harlan who joins us every wednesday at five o'clock courtesy of the emerald queen casino twin peaks kevin harlan during a basketball broadcast this week telling the story of when he was asked to make up fake generic highlights for blowout games check this out when i was at the timberwolves back in those early days the league had asked me, they said, John Kozner, who's no longer there, and Tom Corelli, who is still there, and others said, would you mind creating some st- some highlights that can be generically used around the league? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was from Ahmad Rashad show or not, but anyway, so, so we'd have games like this where the Timberwolves were losing by like 30, 40 points. So... <laughs> So, so I tried with not to use the kid's name. All right, here he comes atop the key. Looking inside a congested lane, back out to Preston right now. Searching inside, shot clock is at 10. And the coach, inside, Brown slams it in. And they would take those clips and they'd use them, they'd put them like with Jordan and the Bulls, or they'd put it with, you know, Dr. J or whoever. And he would do these, do these things. We do these highlights, these fake highlights in games like this. And there was no crowd noise, right? It was dead. Well, they're never going to pipe the crowd noise in later, I'm sure. Yeah, That's that awesome. awesome. Well, I mean, it makes total sense, right? You just do a generic play-by-play. Don't mention names. Don't mention numbers. Don't mention teams. And you can cut and paste it and put it over whatever right. video clip you want. Now, is he saying that he yeah. would and he would do it during a blowout game? No, I think he I think he would do it during games, and then they would have them also potentially record them. But I think talking to him, the majority of it would be during a game because they'd want the crowd noise, and right. if they didn't get it, he would tape it later. And then they would use it for other highlights, also use it for video games, things like that. That is so cool. Well, you know what? Remind me when we have Kevin on Wednesday. Yeah, ask him. We'll bring it up. All right, let's get a cut more. Dick, did you happen to hear that? What's that, Dave? What's that, Dick? Uh, Kentucky basketball is not playing very good right now. They're one and three in the SEC, 10 and six overall, uh, getting thumped. People are upset at Calipari. You see this uh, story between, uh, you know who Mitch Barnhart is? Yeah. He's the former Oregon State mm-hmm. AD. He's now the AD of Kentucky. Apparently, Calipari has raised enough money on his own for a brand-new basketball facility, and Mitch Barnhart won't let him do it. I don't know what that power struggle is all about. Okay. I have no idea. But a Kentucky basketball fan called into a Kentucky sports radio station this week and was uh, 
Well, let's just say he wasn't pleased with the state of his beloved Wildcat basketball program. Uh, I'd like to get a message to Coach Cal, if you don't mind. And uh, Billy, you might want to watch the volume. Can, can y'all get a message to him for me? Well, I think he's listening right now, actually, on the flight back home. So, yeah, he, you can talk directly to him. We're ready. Great. Hey, Cal. I love you, buddy. I am was thrilled that you came here. was thrilled with the success you had. But let me tell you something. Even in the regular season, man, wearing a Kentucky jersey means something to a lot of people in this state. <laughs> if you cannot get your team ready to play against a game like this on national TV, then you better just stand off and give it to somebody else. <laughs> my grandfather, my his father before him, my dad, and when I'm trying to pass on to my sons and my my nieces and nephews, etc., this was not what we were looking for. Stop telling us that regular season and SEC tournament don't mean a thing. And you go into the NCAA and you get your butt whooped in the first half? How about this, Cal? How about you take this approach? Every game means something, gentlemen. Every game. Let's go out there and play as hard as we can. (laughs) I don't care about your draft status. I don't care about what you were ranked in high school. Wearing the Kentucky jersey means something every single game. (laughs) Thank you all very much. I really do appreciate you letting me do that. That is awesome. So good. Oh, God. My grandpa sold moonshine to Adolph Rupp. What are you doing? Love that. That is tremendous. Oh, God. You know, I wish we had that kind of passion here in Seattle. What would that guy say to Mike Hopkins if he was a husky fan? Uh, I mean, if Tennessee. I'm tired of watching every night, and you got no offense, (laughs) and you probably can't even spin offense. (laughs) Why don't you just go down there, give up a bucket? And just go back and forth and stand there with your thumbs up your butthole and see what happens. I would love to have that kind of passion here in Seattle. God, that'd be funny. That is so cool. We need more of that, man. That's great. All right, we got one more. You ready? Yeah. One more. Dick, did you happen to hear that? What's that, What's that Dick? Uh, on our DPI, the Dixon Percentage Index, before the Jet game two weeks ago, Dixon, your son. Now, let me ask you this. Would you play this if he was wrong? Ah. No, he was, <laughs> he was asked because it was a hell of a call and he was on an okay. island. He was asked if he thought what was the Seahawk playoff chances then? You remember? 20 ish, 25 percent. He was asked then before this is before the Jet game. So two games left to go, right? Yes. The Jets and the Rams. He was asked by Aubrey if he thought the Seahawks would make the playoffs. Here's what he said. OK, before you go, give me your Seahawks playoff DPI. Now, I think it's very doable that the Commanders lose two of their last three games because they're playing the Niners and the Cowboys. And I don't think there's any way they're beating the Niners and the Cowboys game will be close. So I think the Seahawks percentage of making the playoff is 52%. You think we're going to make the playoffs? Yeah, I think that there's still some magic left in Geno and we're going to win the last two games. Wow. How about, How about that? that? You think we're going to win? So he nailed the Commanders losing two out of three, yep. and then the Packers had to lose to the Lions, and then that happened. But you would not play that if he was wrong. No. This is a time no. in a adolescent's life when he needs to be lifted up That's right. with positive That's right. encouragement. Well, especially. He's, he's 11. Is that right? Or is he 12 no, he's now? he's 13 he's, now. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 
He's actually 40. <laughs> He's 13 years old. He just so turned we're going to pump him up and so, let the world know if you need a handicapper, Dixon right. Fane is open for business. I think what was impressive about it was that at that time when he said that, most of Seahawk Nation had checked out. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally yeah. checked out. Right. Like, yeah, you can give me your 24% and you can stick it where the sun don't shine. There's no way in hell the Seahawks are making the playoffs. Yeah. And here, yeah. the young lad, uh, who was only yeah. 12 at the time, he's now 13, right. 12 right. at the time, said, no, 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 listen. Don't be so emotional about it. Take a look at what's in front of you, what the commanders have in front of you, what the Seahawks have in front of them, and see if it's doable. And he said it yeah. was. Well, but it, it was 25%. Right? Yeah. And so I don't blame Hawk fans for feeling the way they did. I mean, if we're going to quote the what's the, uh, the the graph during the game that we see, right, as the game's going on. Win yeah, probability. Yeah, probability. The, the, right. A, I mean, yeah. we, we quote that all the time. Well, we they did. had a 95% chance. So what are you freaking out for? So I totally get why Seahawk fans were concerned about it when it's that low. A lot of things had to go right, but kudos to Dixon for calling it, man. 421, we're going to break. James Lofton, Hall of Fame wide receiver, former Packer, is on the call for Westwood One, the Hawks, and Niners tomorrow. We're going to visit with him from San Francisco, coming up on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Can you feel it now? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Talk it over. Talk it over. Now back to Football Friday with Softy and Dick. Proudly brought to you by Bud Light. On your home for the 12th man in the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, need we say more? Sports Radio 93.3, KJR-FM. All right, don't forget tomorrow, uh, we're going to be at the Emerald Queen Casino for the Seahawks Niners. What do you got planned for tomorrow's game? Got big plans? I am going to be doing the same thing I was doing when the Mariners came back against Toronto. I will be announcing a swim meet in Snohomish. I was going to say, bring the kids to the uh, sports book tomorrow. We'd love to have you. (laughs) With his his shops for picking games, why not? He's going to end up there anyway. Yeah, he's going to start now. Well, the guy who will not be at the Emerald Queen with us tomorrow because he'll be at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. Uh, Hall of Fame wide receiver, one of the all-time greats from the Green Bay Packers, eight-time Pro Bowler. James Lofton is joining us right now on the radio show, calling the game tomorrow for Westwood One. James, welcome back to the program in Seattle. How are you, man? The program in Seattle, that's, that sounds like a name for a college movie. Yeah, it's actually a name for lunatics is what it is. Uh, they, uh, we, we, we are committed now to the program. We're not allowed to get out until we prove that we're worthy of society. Uh, but hey, it. it's great to hear your voice. And first of all, let me just get your thoughts on this Seahawks football team, a lot of folks thought they'd be terrible. Vegas had the over-under wins of five and a half. Geno Smith was going to be a disaster, and that didn't happen. What's your take on the year that Pete Carroll and the Hawks just had? 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, it's funny. I went back and I looked at my little preseason magazines. And, and you're right. Everybody picked the Seahawks to come in fourth. You know, they thought everything else was going against them. But Geno Smith had a great year. The defense played, I thought, really well. When you look at all the young players that they played. and and you know, you, you always think of Pete Carroll as this fountain of youth type of guy. And he loves being around these players. They keep him young. Um, and I think just their attitude really, really paid off this past season. What do you think of Geno? You mentioned a great year. I mean, certainly had a great first half of the season. It was enough to uh, make him a pro bowler. And recently he hasn't been as good. But there's talk about do we give him 25 30 $33 million a year franchise tag him. What should the Seahawks do there with Geno? Well, it, it's not my money. <laughs> That's right. Spend it, James. you you, you, you got to use it wisely. You know, we, we I say we, I'm CBS, we had a couple of Denver Bronco games. We had the second game of the year after Russell Wilson had played the opener against the Seahawks and gotten booed all game long. By the end of the game, the first game that they played at home, he was getting booed because they weren't producing. And then we had the very last game of the season where it kind of and, – and Russell, you guys know, he's just so positive, always upbeat. You know, he, he could sell you anything with his attitude. Yeah. And I think that he's trying to make that rub off on the guys who are around him. But like I said, for, for Seattle with Geno Smith – He's had the long road to get to where he was, and and I think he enjoyed the season. And when I watched him play, he really took command of the team. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just out here playing quarterback. No, and you guys got to do what I'm asking you to do. You got to block them. You got to catch the ball. You got to run. And, and when he played, he laid it on the line. He he was a physical force out there when he was trying to run. Mm-hmm. So. I think people really picked up on him and really enjoyed playing with him. Uh, James Lofton is with us, Hall of Fame wide receiver. He's on the call with Westwood One tomorrow for the Hawks and Niners from Levi Stadium. And I'm uh, James, I'm going to give you a stat, not that you need any more nuggets for the broadcast <laughs> tomorrow. But I'm going to give you one, and you can steal it for free. And you don't even have to credit your buddy Softy in Seattle. All right? So the first two games these guys played, for the first 115 minutes of a total 120 minutes of football, the Niners outscored the Seahawks 48 to 13. Yeah. Why do you believe that tomorrow could and might be different for the Seahawks? Because every game you step in is going to be different. The, the teams are different at this time of year. You look at what Kenneth Walker did the last three games, the 100 yards a game. You have to unleash Tyler Lockett. You have to let DK Metcalf start the game, and really get involved. Because if he doesn't get involved, he's, he's going to be blocking guys. And when he blocks guys, he's going to block them until they fall off the bench on the other side of it, and he's going to get a personal foul. So get him the ball early, get him the ball often, and, and just let your playmakers do what they can do. And really, I think one of the biggest question marks is what is the weather and what is the field going to be like? Mm-hmm. 
there there's been some criticism here about DK. We've heard it throughout the day on this this radio station, not only because of some immature things that he does in in, in games, but then also, you know, when is DK going to reach that potential? You know, and right. be Justin Jefferson, and be Devonte Adams, and be the hundred plus fifteen hundred yard receiver. Is he that guy? Is he ever going to get there? And if so, how? Well, he had ninety this year, so he's he's close. But when you look at what Justin Jefferson did with eighteen hundred yards, I mean that's really special. Great route runner, playing indoors, playing with Kirk Cousins, playing on on a team that is a pass first team, and. DK Metcalf, I think, is just a, a little frustrated when he looks around the league and he goes, gee, I'm the biggest, what, the strongest, and one of the fastest guys. I should be more productive. Mm-hmm. But still, being a great route runner is a skill that he doesn't possess yet. You know, when you look at Tyler Lockett and his ability to set people up, DK just tries to run by you. And and he can do that to most guys. He he can run inside slants. So there are a lot of things that he can do well. You have to focus in on those and then kind of incrementally increase some of the other things that he doesn't do equally as well because, because he's actually bigger than most guys who play the position. So I think most receiver coaches may have a hard time coaching him yep. because of his unique skill set. Yeah, 12th in targets. Uh, you want that number to be up maybe in the top five, uh, you know, yeah. top six or seven for sure. But uh, James Lofton with us. You mentioned his kind of maturity there about the personal fouls. And Mike Holmgren was on earlier this week, and he's been – I mean, look, all of us have been watching it saying the same thing. I mean, I don't know how many times in my head I can envision Pete Carroll on the sideline, James, putting his arm around DK and having that yeah. conversation. But – if you're Pete Carroll, is that a talk that you have with him before the game? Do you have to have that talk and say, hey, look, don't lose your cool today, pal? Well, you want him to be emotionally charged up. Right. You, you want all your players taking the field like that. And when, when I was a wide receiver coach with the San Diego Chargers, I wanted my guys to be physical. I wanted them to be more physical than the defensive backs. So, and, and we had LaDainian Tomlinson. So one of the things that I used to always talk to them about was – Okay, you're going to tell me that you love Ladanian. So when you come back to the 20-year reunion after we've won championships and, you know, you're, you're now 50 pounds overweight and you're talking about how much you love Ladanian, if you're going to love him, you've got to show that you're going to block for him. And if you're going to block for him, you've got to block until the whistle starts blowing. You cannot cause our team to have 15 yards against them because you were over-enthusiastically blocking. Mm-hmm. James Softy gave you a stat. I'll give you a stat too. Rookie quarterbacks one and eight in their last nine debut playoff starts. So, how much concern should there be about Brock Purdy turning into a bit of a pumpkin in his first playoff game? Well, you know that's going to be the script that is written after this game. While the game is going on, you know Brock Purdy. I don't know if a rookie quarterback has had as many elements to throw the ball to as he has. Yep. You know, when you look at Brandon Ayuk, who had to step in and kind of fill in for Debo Samuel, had a career year. More catches, more yards, more touchdowns than he ever had. Ray Ray McLeod, who plays behind him. You know, some big plays here and there. Juwan Jennings, big plays again. Obviously, George Kittle. And George Kittle was even slowed a little bit. Didn't have the, the huge numbers, but had a ton of touchdowns. And then you add Christian McCaffrey. And I really believe that from as a runner – a receiver, and a screen catcher. Now, there, there's a difference between the two because everybody can catch a screen pass, but 
he sets people up so well, and his route running is different than most running backs. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even mention Debo Samuel. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you about a guy on the opposite side of the ball that I would have loved, not now, but maybe you in your prime, to see you go up against as a as a corner. James Lofton versus Tariq Woolen and how that matchup, <laughs> how that matchup would have gone. Because I was a little bit surprised today, James. So, so which which James Lofton is this? Second year, fourth no. year, early eighties, early eighties, early eighties. James yeah, Lofton. He'd have been in trouble. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, because he did not make first or second team All Pro. Led the yeah, league in picks. It, you know that happens because I think you know people are. Seattle's still tucked away in the Pacific Northwest, and mm-hmm. and that's held against them just like in college football the Pac-12 is held against the rest of the country because our games are later. So, you know, yeah, maybe he didn't get first-team All-Pro this year. Maybe that's a cumulative award, even though it shouldn't be. Should have looked at what he did this year, but, hey, that happens. James, is a weather favor one side of this uh, game or the other? You you would think that it would favor the Seahawks because everybody thinks of Seattle as being rainy, even though it's not rainy all year long, and seldom does it actually rain during games on Sunday. But um, I don't know if it favors one team or the other. I think a good running game, and if you can get the running backs in, and it depends on who your second running back is too. Right. You know who, who's right. going to be in when Kenneth Walker has to come out, and are you able to run the ball or short passing game helps because that is just like a run game. So I think that's going to be the key to the ball game. All right. Well, listen, before you go, I got I got to press you on this thing, James. James Lofton. Oh, well, I'm in trouble. Well, I mean, uh, let's just let's just keep going. Mid-80s James Lofton right now against <laughs> Sauce Gardner. Huh? Well, see, no, see what what you got to do is you just got to take Sauce Gardner against James Lofton now. Okay. <laughs> and even, even even though I'm 66, I could catch a couple of balls in the 0 to 10 yard range. Wow. All right. How about how about mid-80s James Lofton against Richard Sherman in his prime? How's that battle go? Well, that's a Stanford guy. Yep. So it have been a it been a great standoff. Well, James, you know, I'm going to change subject to the Bills because that's a team that you were there for almost sure. a half decade and they have gone through that city with the supermarket shooting and the blizzard and DeMar Hamlin all within like three or four months of each other. Just talk about what that community is like in Buffalo and how special this would be if they can go all the way and win this thing. Well, you know, when you are a city in the Rust Belt and when you drive from the airport down to Orchard Park where the stadium is, you go past all these closed down steel mills which were once flourishing at a time in Buffalo. So that city has has changed in that regard. And people in, okay, so see, and people in Seattle, you you go to a restaurant and you, and there are a hundred people in there and you ask everybody where they're from. And there might be 20 people who are from Seattle originally. Everybody else is kind of imported, moved in. Mm-hmm. People don't move to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what they do, the people who stay there have a true allegiance for the team, the city, the culture, all of that. And and if you just take it from a football perspective, and I'm taking away the, the two major incidents that happened just so I can start there. What happened in Kansas City last year in the playoffs when Buffalo didn't get the chance to have the ball, everybody was so 
amped up and hyped up for this season, that that was important. And then you had the shooting during the off season. You had the snow during the course of the season where they didn't have the game in Buffalo. They had it in Detroit against the Cleveland Browns. I was actually doing that game. And um, so then you have DeMar Hamlin and everything that happened to him. And, and I was talking to somebody that said, when you, when you get the press release, there's this one section called Connections. And it has, you know, which players played high school together, which players were college teammates together, which coaches coached these players at the college level. But the connection that DeMar Hamlin had superseded all of that. It went to everybody who has ever played the game, whether it's been flag football, Pop Warner football, high school football, collegiate, professional, past and present, and it galvanized everybody. Right. Because we had never seen anything like that. And when we say that, we hadn't seen it, but it had happened before. In 1979, J.B. Kane was a tight end with the St. Louis Cardinals, collapsed, was resuscitated, and then later died. Mm. So, but for it to happen on Monday Night Football on a huge stage and um, for the game to be canceled, that's the other thing, to happen during the course of a game and the game to be canceled and the, yeah. then to have the debate, what do we do next? Right. Um, you know, it still weighs heavy on our hearts, but we are so overjoyed that this young man has made a recovery. And the one medical doctor that I talked to that I kind of trust said, it's not out of the realm that he's back playing again next year. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Wow. Well, let me yeah. ask you this. James Lofton with us. And James, first of all, we know you got to go. So uh, just appreciate this, man. Always great to have you on. But oh, I'm enjoying it. Did they did they do the right thing by playing the AFC Championship? If it, I mean, Buffalo beat Kansas City head-to-head. Yeah. And the yeah. fruits of that, spo- uh, the, the spoils of that victory would have been hosting the game. And now they're yeah, going to have to play. Been. Now they're going to have to play in Atlanta. There, there's people that, hey, can't call the game that, off, that, whatever. The, the, those would be the hottest tickets. Because Kansas City, great fans there. Buffalo, yeah. great fans there. Did they do the and, right and thing, they, though? They need, they need to split the stadium in half okay, and do it like a bowl game. Did they do the right thing, though, by making that a neutral setting in your mind? I think so. You do? I do okay. think so. All right. Yeah. All right, listen. I don't, I don't have an issue with that at all. Yeah. Have fun tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, you'll, hopefully you'll watch a Seahawk win. There might be more people in your booth than sitting in the stands tomorrow, by the way. <laughs> Tickets are like 60 bucks to get in the door. So uh, just do us a favor and say nice things about the Seahawks, all right? Yeah, that sounds good. You got it. <laughs> Thanks, right. man. Appreciate it, James. Thank you, all pal. Right. Thanks, guys. You bet. James Lofton, Hall of Fame wide receiver. He's calling the game for Westwood One. Hugh Millen's going to join us at 5 o'clock. Then. Oh, boy, does he have a lot of stuff on his brain. Coming up at 5 p.m., testimonials, 49451. Get him in now. Does the Seahawk bus run out of gas tomorrow, or does the train keep rolling? Tell us, 49451 on the Telemore Do text line. Coming up next. Coming to you live from the Elliott Avenue studios of Sports Radio KJR. This is Textimonials. Take it away, Dave Softy Mahler and Dick Fain. All right, we got to go, we got to go, because Hugh Millen will join us in a matter of minutes here. Talking about Look tomorrow's out. Seahawk Niner game, 49451. Tullamore do text line when it's game time. It's Tully time. Lots of texts coming into 49451. Anders, oh, Anders, what do you got? Softy's Romer impression sounds like it's just him really constipated. Sounds like it's Romar constipated yeah, or you're me Romar. constipated. Your Romar impression just sounds like you're constipated. Oh, me being constipated. Okay. 
Here's what I'm going to do. Next time I am constipated, I will record my voice Please and I'll play it on the air and we can compare it to what you just heard about an hour ago. <laughs> so just remind me. All right. right. Next time you think I'm backed up, you tell me to grab oh, my I recording device. Well, it'll up. be obvious. I'll be making facial expressions okay. and Grunting. my face turns purple and yeah, you know, weird noises. <laughs> so just remind me, okay? okay? Put that in your calendar. All right, what's next? 49ers absolutely should have a great defense with a bunch of years with the top 10 picks which they drafted a defensive player. Mm. If Seahawks had top 10 picks for a bunch of years, then we would be dominating. Look at this past draft and what? the results. What the hell was that? <laughs> Condense your thoughts, my friend. What is he saying? Well, I think he's saying if the, the Seahawks had the same type of drafts that the Niners right. had and okay. focused on defense over okay. the last few years like right. the Niners had, right. their defense would be set like the Niners. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they don't. Uh, they hadn't drafted a lot of corners up until the last couple of years, oh. and they finally started going after some, and they're playing pretty damn well, So, which is actually surprising that Pete Carroll, being the ex-corner that he is and the defensive secondary coach, doesn't just load up on corners and safeties every year. Or is, do it. Or is it because he knows he's such a great secondary coach? Yes, and he, he can turn water have, into wine. He can turn water yes. into wine. He doesn't have to spend first yes. and second round picks. Yes, I can turn chicken crap into chicken salad. That's what he thinks. And if it and stays chicken crap, right. it's the best chicken crap you've ever had in your life. All right, what's next? Several odds companies pay you guys good money to promote them, and then you get free advice from a couple of kids. I know you love them, but it's sickening. Oh, God, I think it is, too. I think it's completely sickening, this child labor that we have on the air, getting these people to work for free. You know what that sounds like, by the way, honestly? That text right there? That sounds like a guy that took Dixon's advice seriously and lost his ass. (laughs) Yeah. And he's pissed <laughs> off. Maybe so. That's what you get for listening to a couple of I don't kids. Know. I think Dixon's uh, track record's oh. about as good as some of the paid wow. guys that we've had on sometimes too. Well, the money line for sure. There's no question about it. See, I want to. I want to get this, ramp this up a little bit next year, and get him to start picking games against the spread. Okay, that's what I. I want. think he's, he's a teenager now. Want. He can do that. Yeah. All right. What's next? Softy, since it is Friday the thirteenth. Thank you for not freaking me out by not mentioning the old man from Poltergeist again. Oh, uh, yeah. That was uh, Monday night, the head referee for the Georgia uh, TCU game. Did you see that, by the way? I didn't recognize. I, I don't remember yeah. what he looked like. Yeah, he looks like he's dead is what he looked like. He looks like Hubie Brown, but in about 20 years from now. Really? <laughs> yeah, go, go look up the referee from the Georgia TCU game and then look up a picture of the old guy from Poltergeist. Well, It'll freak you out, man. I am one. Remember the old man from Poltergeist? Yes. Oh. I am one that thinks there should be an age limit for referees. Uh, of course. Of course. I totally. mean, and, and really, it's about like our age. Like yeah. anybody yeah. older than you and me should not be running around with well, Tariq Woolen yeah. and DK Metcalf yeah. on a field. Well, Millen's thought that before. I mean, you know, look, at some point you can't drive a car, right? It's just too dangerous. Yeah. And I think there should be an age limit for driving a car, refereeing a football game, and having money. And when you get to a certain age, you got to give me all your cash. That's it. You're not. You're no longer responsible for your savings. We're going to break. 455. Hugh Millen going to join us. Coming up next, talk some Hawks, Niners, and a lot more right here on Softie and Dick on 93.3 KJRFM. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus